This episode of Get In The Game podcast is presented by the Sports Spectrum magazine, story and articles on the intersection of sports and faith that you won't find anywhere else. I love this magazine, and I highly recommend that you all subscribe and get your copy today. It's only $18 for one year or $30 for a two-year subscription. Makes a great gift and perfect for the kids. Subscribe today at sportspectrum.com and click the magazine icon at the top of the page. Get your subscription now at sportspectrum.com. Hello, welcome to Hit in the Game Podcast with your host, Scott Liner, former MLB star and current water mission advocate. Oh yeah, and he also happens to be our dad, so let's dive right in. Hey everybody, welcome back to Get In The Game Podcast. I'm Scott Linebrink, your host, and today I am joined by a hockey player, a buddy of mine, Nate Prosser. Nate, welcome. Hey, Scott. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be on with you today. Absolutely. I am too. I'm, I'm uh, appreciative of your time. It's, uh, it was great to meet you about a, a little over a year ago. You and I were at a conference together and first got to hear about your story and meet your wife, Brittany, and um, hear about your path. And, and it sounds very similar to mine, actually. Um, so I want to let you share a little bit about that. But for context for our audience, uh, Nate played in the NHL for 11 years, played mainly for four teams, mostly with the Minnesota Wild. Some of you may remember him in Houston or St. Louis or even Philadelphia. So you had some cool stops along the way, but um, you're also a, a Minnesota native, uh, grew up there in Elk City, I believe, played Elk high River. school. Elk River. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. And um, and yeah, you you were kind of an underdog. And so I'd love for you to talk about, um, you know, the, the fact that you maybe kind of came out of nowhere and what that experience did to give you the, the drive and the discipline to take you to the highest level in the NHL. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Well, it was great meeting you at PAO at that conference. Uh, yeah. About a year, year and a half ago is um, we love that community. We love uh, everything and everyone involved in it. And so we're, we're signed up for it each and every summer. And we, we, we love seeing your smile there every year. My wife loves you too. And um, she says we need to do like a, a marriage podcast with you and your wife or something here uh, next time or something. Let's do it. Yeah. I'm yeah. Yeah. She would love it. Um, but yeah, no, uh, you know, I grew up in Elk River, which was a, you know, just a blue collar hockey centered city here in Minnesota. Um, Minnesota is almost, um, almost like Canada where hockey's the, every kid on the street plays hockey. So in the summers it was street hockey in the winters, it was, um, we were all rink rats. We were at the rink all day, every day. And then after practice is over, we'd go out to the outdoor rinks and until the lights turned off or until it was dinner time and parents came and picked us up. So, um, it was a, it was a great, great town to grow up in for, for me personally. I think, uh, you know, I had a lot of good friends there. Um, a couple Christian friends that, you know, we just held each other accountable and, um, uh, you know, shared morals and, um, and, and put our, our sports kind of first before anything else, you know, a lot of people, you know, through high school, you, you start, you know, chasing the wrong things, but I, you know, I, I think, I you know, that, that verse iron sharpens iron, it was, is so perfect for me is, you know, I had a, a football buddy that I, you know, was my best friend that, you know, 
he he cared a lot about obviously his faith number one and number two is you know you know being a good athlete and you know getting his workouts done and you know just being around that kind of always you know put it in me to okay before I go do you know whatever kids did like I you know I got my workout done after high school is over and I shot pucks and you know I, I was able to get that inner drive um at a young age um just uh you know, I, I was a late bloomer. I, uh, was always small. Um, and I, I, I was never uh, counted on to, you know, be a, be a top guy on the team. So I was, you know, I think I even made a, you know, a B team or two, you know, growing up. So it just took me a while to really hit my stride. I think kids these days, everyone kind of, um, hits their stride at, at different times in life. And for me, it, it took me a while. I, I, I think I was five, two until, uh, I was a sophomore in high school and then I grew a foot, you know, wow. I, it just took me a long time to, you know, get that armpit hair and shave my face. And, um, and, uh, once I did that, I, that's, that's when my game really took off. Um, uh, so I, I didn't make the select 15 team, which is a big deal here in Minnesota. And I didn't make the select 16 team. I didn't make the select 17 team. And after the 17 team, I thought I should have made the team. And I remember crying in the car with my dad and, you know, my dad was always kind of my, my coach through life and he was a, kind of my role model. And he just gave me, you know, advice that, that day to, you know, you, this kind of a fork in the road, you can take this and, you know, er, hockey's going to come to an end for everybody, whether it's at age 18 or whether it's at age 40, you know, it's going to come to an end. And, and if it ends at 18, so be it. Like I, I'm, I'm proud of you. I'm happy for you is what he said. Um, but you can kind of take this and, you know, almost have it like fuel the fire uh, inside of you. And that's what it did. And, uh, I think, uh, you know, I, that's that moment on from, you know, 17 to 24 is when, when my, when I started to kind of really take off in, in my game and kind of push it hard in the weight room and shooting pucks and, you know, going out to the track and doing sprints and plyometrics and stuff like that. So. Um, I don't know, just kind of hit my stride late later in life, later than most. So I, I wasn't drafted. I wasn't, you know, uh, highly sought after, um, for colleges. I ended up, you know, choosing to go to, uh, a, a college later in my, in my life. So, um, yeah, just kind of underdog status. And, and I think that that was important for me to, you know, just it, it, it needs to come from within you. It can't come from your dad. It can't come from anyone else. It's got to come from within you. And I, I was able to find that. So Nate, I'm curious because listening to you tell your story uh, reminds me of my own story. And I, like you, was very much an underdog, not recruited coming out of high school, um, you know, went to a small college. Um, and I think, you know, having that discipline and that drive and knowing that we had to go the extra mile because maybe we were, you know, didn't have the size or, or necessarily the, even the talent as maybe some of the other guys we were playing with in those early yeah. days. Um, I, I feel like for me, it very much translated to my faith life, too, and how I saw, you know, the fact that if I just work really hard, um, if I, you know, try my best to earn God's favor, God will be pleased with me. And I put myself in an unrealistic relationship because as we both know, faith is not about works. It's about faith. Yeah. It's yeah. about what's been done, not, not what we are doing. And would you agree with that? Or did you struggle with any of that? For sure. For sure. No, I, you know, 
I, I grew up in a Christian household. Um, so it was kind of, I was the, I was the baby of the family. I have an older brother and older sister that kind of just jammed, uh, Jesus down my throat. You know, Nate, you're, you, you have Jesus in your heart, right? Yeah. 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 Of course I do. I, of course I do. Well, you know, I, I, I always knew kind of where my faith and foundation lied, but I needed to create that relationship myself. And eventually I did that. Um, I did that through, you know, my parents were, were big on going to church and not going to sports, um, you know, growing up and, I, you know, I just able to kind of see that looking back is like how important that was for me and, and my, my journey. Um, you know, we did Wednesday night churches as a youth group. And I remember, you know, all these high schools from around the area were all showing up and, you know, raising their hands and worshiping together. And, you know, I'm like, man, I, I don't like that school, but like, how cool is this to, you know, be able to all be under one roof and, you know, worshiping the same Lord. Um, and, uh, so I was able to kind of find my own faith. Um, I think through those years and kind of, um, you know, start my relationship in, 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 in probably yeah, middle school to high school range. And, um, and yeah, I, I think, uh, you're, I having that foundation as, as Jesus is your number one on your totem pole, and having, you know, family come next and then your career and hockey down, down the ways always helped me in, in my life. I think I, I just saw so many guys have hockey as their number one and, and, mm. and chasing that is it's so hard. And I, I saw like how ne negatively that it impacted their lives. And, you know, just whenever I left the rink, I was, I was able to come home to a, my wife and my kids and just kind of, you know, take a deep breath and know that, you know, the Lord is good. And he, you know, he's always faithful and he, he, he know, he knew the desires of my heart that I wanted to play hockey as long as I could. And, um, and, and he definitely did that. And, and I'm, I'm so thankful for that. So let's continue that story of faith because I've got a question that I'm dying to ask here because you know, a lot of us have uh, our own ideas about hockey players, about the game of hockey in particular, and it's a rough sport, right? I mean, I, I can only imagine, yeah. I mean, I'm thinking, you know, have you ever gotten in a fight with a guy that you later were in chapel with? Yes. Yes, I have. What um, was that like? Hockey's a weird sport and like, you know, fighting, you just get five minutes. You just go to the, the penalty box for five minutes. Like every other sport, I mean, you get suspended or fined or you know, you do it, uh, you know, in your neighborhood, you're going to jail. Like, I mean, <laughs> hockey is kind of the only spot where like it's accepted. Like, yeah. so it's, it's super crazy. But, um, so last summer when we were at PAO, I fought David Backus. I fought <laughs> James Neal. I fought Mike Fisher. No way. Um, yeah, I know. So it's just kind of crazy. Like, oh, I, I, like, um, but that's the other cool thing with hockey is like, Okay, the fight gets over. Like you tap your tap tap each other on the on the back, and then you start talking in the penalty box. Like, hey, good fight, good fight. You know, like you know, you know, thanks for that or whatever it is. Like, it's super cordial. Like, like hockey fighting is like, like I don't know. I remember like standing at the face off, and um, you know, maybe the building was really dead. We we're down three nothing. We need like a spark, and I'm like, I'll ask the guy. Like, hey, you know, my coach, you know, is telling me I need to, you know, come out and you know, fight. Yeah, will you give me one? <laughs> and he can either say yes or no, you know, and it's like, it's like, it's like you're asking your, your wife to on a date or something. It, it's like, it's like That's that hilarious. cordial. It's crazy. 
Well, it, it kind of lines up with, you know, what we see in David, like David was a warrior. David fought. I mean, he said, you know, they, they said they sang songs about how he killed thousands upon thousands. Yeah. So, you know, it's not to say that that warrior mentality um, is outside of the heart of God. Matter of fact, God said that David was was a man of, after his own heart. Yeah. And so, you know, God, God understands what's beneath it all. And, um, yeah, I just, I think that's so funny though, how y'all were no, able like to... the, the, the best fighter of maybe all time was Stu Grimson. He's a Christian man. He, he said, what, what a better way to show my light for Jesus than to be a protector of all my teammates. Yeah. You know, he was, he was the ultimate protector and that, and Matt Cassian was another one on, you know, I played with him in Houston and Minnesota big big bear we call him i mean he's a monster and he was our he was our protector we all played you know three inches taller and 20 pounds heavier when he was on the ice and in the lineup and you know him being that protector you know it was, it was a cool story where he could you know tell us his faith and you know know that you know jesus was the backbone of it yeah and so i i think there's a lot of people maybe even some that are listening to this conversation that think well christians i thought they were supposed to turn the other cheek they're supposed to be passive um, you know, how, how did maybe you combat that, um, stigma in, in the hockey world and as a Christian man playing hockey? Yeah. Well, what's, what's crazy is like my first year pro, I had a trainer come up to me and, and tell me that Christians are, are always soft and they're hypocrites. Mm. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay. Well, it, it immediately made me know and realize like the hockey world is kind of a dark world where there's not a ton of believers and because of that i i made a promise to the lord like hey if you make you know get me to the nhl and let me have a career i'm gonna be a vessel for you i'm just gonna be a light for you and i'm gonna plant your seeds everywhere i go and and so i not only needed to talk to talk everyone knew i was a christian but i needed to walk to walk because everyone had their eyes on me like okay like if he's gonna stay as a christian he needs to like you know he he, you can't act like an an idiot can't fake it yeah, you can't figure exactly. And then, you know, as far as the soft part, the Lord doesn't want us to, you know, kind of go on at 50% and, you know, maybe, you know, go, you know, not have a good work ethic. I, I in my mind, he wants you to give it everything you got and go on as hard as you can and play to your fullest potential. And, and, and in order for me to, you know, you know, make a difference and stand out in the eyes of management, I needed to do something different. So I needed to kind of play that that role that can tick off your opponent and get under their skin and you know um you know face wash guys after after whistles and get into you know scrums and occasionally fight and stick up for my teammates and you know if, if my deep partner gets hit the wrong way well i need to you know that's the other cool thing of hockey it, it kind of polices itself where i can go over and say hey no that's we're not going to do that let's go you know and then you know drop the gloves and fight and then then the guy knows he can't do that anymore and um so but no going back to that you know about being you know hypocritical hypocritical and soft is like i kind of took that as a a shot at myself so i'm like oh man okay like i'm gonna prove those two things so wrong that i'm gonna come back to you years later and kind of laugh at you that you Mm -hmm. said that yeah and um i I don't know It, it was almost like christianity had had a had a view of in the hockey world as you know if you're a Christian, you you play a soft game and you, you know, can't, you know, can't, can't make it. And, you know, I, I, I always wanted to kind of prove that wrong. Mm, yeah. And I love what you said, you know, talking about wanting to, to do our best, to be our best for God, that should always be 
our mindset as Christians. And that's everywhere. That's not just in sports. I mean, you could work at uh, uh, in, in the office and he wants you to put your best foot forward. That's he doesn't right. want you to, you know, kind of come in and slough and, you know, okay, I'm just going to give it 75%. No, the Lord wants you to give it everything you got. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're, we're here for a short time. Like that, let's, let's put our best foot forward in everything we do. Yep. Absolutely. So another way you put that foot forward, another way you gave your best is through your charity work. And I've done a little bit of research on you before this interview and that was one thing that came out loud and clear is you and Brittany's desire to give back to your communities, to the greater good. Can you talk about that? Because this, this podcast is very much about what it means to serve. Um, how did you serve in light of the charity work that you did? Um, yeah, I mean, I, again, I, I had such good role models when I was growing up that, that, that they're all about team first and giving back. And, um, so I remember growing up and there was a few NHLers before me, like Paul Martin and Dan Hynotes and Joel Otto guys like that were from Elk river, um, would come back and almost kind of take the young kids under their wing and, you know, almost kind of help them guide their way to, you know, beyond high school and into juniors and college and help them, you know, learn how to fight and everything like that. And, um, I think it, 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 it made me realize like there's so much more to life than, than, than just being an athlete. So I, I need, I wanted it always, it was, it's always been on my heart to, you know, be the most humble and the most kind guy and be the most positive guy in the locker room. So it, it, giving back isn't, isn't anything like, oh my gosh, like, I can't believe, you know, we got to give our time to this or that. Like, I, I think like whenever the door is open, especially if it's involving, you know, faith and Christ, like, you know, there's, there's, you know, PAO obviously, and there's hockey ministries international. And, um, there's, there's stuff around this area that, you know, is trying to advance his kingdom, um, through the game of hockey. And, and, and I'm, I'm obviously all for that. And, and then there's, there's, there's other charities around the area, you know, with, you know, the military, the United Heroes League is, is one that comes to mind that, you know, whenever they reach out, like, I'm, I'm like, you definitely got to tip your caps to the, to the true heroes in this, in this world. And, um, you know, so I'm always on board with that. And, um, yeah, I mean, a charity is just, I think it's, it's something that's always been near and dear to me and my wife's heart that, you know, it's, it's, if it's about giving a couple hours of our time, it's, that's, that's something that obviously we're, we're, we're for. Um, Nate, I'd love for you to talk a little bit about, because I think, you know, part of uh, what I hope that folks gain from listening to this show is one, hearing some great examples of uh, men and women that are going out there using their platform um, for good, for the cause of the faith but we know that there's a lot of great causes out there. I mean, there's a lot of ways that we can demonstrate our faith. There's a lot of great organizations that we can support. I'm sure as a pro athlete, you were probably hit up by a lot of different groups doing a lot of different things. And and all of them you might look at and go, yeah, that's, that's great work. That's great work. I mean, there's a ton of great work that can be done, but how do you distinguish between one or the other? How do you decide like, this is going to be our cause, or these are going to be our directions that we go in? Yeah. I mean, that's a great question. I think, uh, where we wanted to give our, our, our time and our money to is what 
what uh, kind of broke our hearts. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a, there's a verse that says, or, you know, break our heart for what, what breaks yours, yes. Lord. And, you know, like, so if obviously the Lord's heart breaks over, I mean, there's multiple, multiple mm-hmm. things there. And um, so if it's the children's hospital and seeing, you know, parents struggling and there's a charity that helps, helps build them up. Like, yeah, let's do it. There's a lead the way foundation with, with our buddy Chad Greenway and super, super cool charity that um, goes in and helps the parent, the mom of a, of a terminally ill kid, you know, mm-hmm. they, they kind of get forgotten about it. You know, a lot of times, you know, there's a lot of charities for, to help the kids, which is awesome. I'm, I love doing that stuff, but we, we forget, like, there's a, there's a mom behind the scene that mm-hmm. hasn't been talked about. hasn't really gotten to go get a massage and do a pedicure and ma- manicure and pedicure and take her for a shopping day and, you know, kind of build her up and let her have a smile on her face. And I'm just, so there's a, a lot of things like that, that just, you know, kind of pulls at our heart that, you know, it's just like, okay, like, yes, of course, let's, let's, let's be a part of this. Let's, 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 let's try to, you know, spend some time in this. And, um, you know, like you said, there, there's a lot out there and, and it doesn't take much digging to, to find one that is like, okay, there's, you know, stuff for homeless, there's stuff for children, there's stuff for, you know, the great one that you have water mission. There's, there's, you know, the IJM with the, you know, sex trafficking. There's, uh, I mean, it, it really doesn't take a whole lot. I mean, to, to find something that's like near and dear to your heart. That's just like, okay. Oh, like I, I want to do something here because I know some, someone and something is pulling at my heart to do it. Yeah. You've given us something great to think about there because, you know, it's, I think all of us can probably say, you know, there's some, some really um, specific causes that just they break our heart. When we see an ad on yeah. TV, it just, you know, brings yeah. a tear to our eye or we know somebody personally that is yeah. dealing with this. And so, um, yeah. you know, we, we want to use our passions and, and God's wired us in that way. I believe, I believe he's given us for sure. compassion for certain key areas and, and how can we inject ourselves into those uh, causes? That's a, that's 100%. a great, yeah. So let's, let's go to family a little bit. You're a family man. Um, you live in a house full of women, just like me, except you yeah. have twice as many girls as I do. <laughs> what, what, first of all, tell us about your family. And then what specifically have you learned from living with all women? Like how have they just softened the heart of this, rough yeah. tough hockey player <laughs> yeah i know uh well there's actually a, a um we're, we're called dudes d-o-o-d oh yeah Dad that's right only daughters nice. yeah, so you're one of them too <laughs> amen we got to get our hats our dude hats yeah we're dudes um <laughs> but uh yeah so i got four daughters they're 10 8 6 3 and yeah i mean they they rule a roost i mean i i hardly get in a word over here this is probably the most talking i've done in the last <laughs> month right here is with you scott so thanks for this um no they uh you know and then my wife i mean she's another one that could probably talk to the wall and i mean she just loves talking and loves interacting with people and um so uh you know girls are great they're I always dreamed of having boys and, you know, teaching them how to throw a football and swing a baseball bat and, you know, 
take a slap shot. But, um, you know, we, we got very athletic girls that love to, you know, play basketball and hockey and lacrosse and soccer and swimming. And so, I mean, we're just kind of running the gauntlet of, of sports over the last, you know, couple of years. And, um, really we only got two and our third one starting and, I feel like we're just straight Uber drivers, me and my <laughs> wife. So like, I, I, like I, I, we talk about it and we're like, imagine when we have all four in sports, like yeah. I, we don't know what's going to happen. It'll like we're nice. going to need some, some carpooling neighbors and friends and, um, cause that'll be chaos. But, um, no, we, yeah, we, we live in Minnesota up here and, um, you know, so hockey's, uh, an important piece to everyone's lives. Everyone plays hockey up here and, so that we're, we're getting them started with that, but my wife played basketball and tennis, so she's getting them in basketball and just kind of, you know, casting the net pretty wide for their activities and got them in a nice school. It's nice to plant, plant some roots just because being an athlete, uh, you know, I, 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 we moved a lot. I think we've been in like six homes in the past, you know, 10 years. Mm. Um, so it, it takes a toll on them and, you know, especially girls, especially my oldest, she's pretty emotional and I could see that, you know, kind of her ups and downs with, you know, hockey season starting up and, you know, changing schools and changing teams and changing cities and, um, going to a new house. And, um, that, that, that has an effect on, you know, kids more than you think, especially as they get older. And so I think that ultimately kind of what came into my decision to hang up the skates last June was kind of, you know, because of them, they, they needed to plant some roots here in Minnesota and be around grandmas and grandpas and cousins and brothers and sisters and stuff like that. So, um, we're excited to be here in Minnesota and, you know, I mean, the winters get long and brutal <laughs> kind of wish we were still down in Sugarland, Texas and, you know, um, for the weather, but, uh, no, it, it's great. You ever hear this from one of your girls or your wife, uh, Nate or daddy, uh, uh, it's just your tone. Your tone is off. Your yeah. tone is a little bit too mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we actually have to tell our daughters that it's not what you say. It's how you say it. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they're, they, 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 I mean, honestly, it feels like I, I can discipline them 24 seven. So, uh, you know, a lot of times I just, you know, kind of the prayer each and every night for me and my wife is, you know, our number one goal is to make sure they're in heaven with us. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, obviously, and number two is just give us patience and mm -hmm. not be quick to anger with them because parenting's hard. I, I don't care if you have one or you got eight, it's, uh, parenting's a, it's, it's, it's a hard job that, uh, takes a lot. And, uh, especially these days where, you know, the, a lot of stuff's getting flipped, uh, flipped around and, um, upside down and you, you having that faith we know that uh you know their foundation has got to be planted deep in 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 the lord and um and the rest will follow yeah yeah here recently um i saw on social media actually that it was uh national daughter day and so oh, um, i don't know if you posted anything for that but um I, one of the cool posts that i saw was you know when you have a daughter you have a friend for life yeah. And I, I know that to be true. These, these little girls just, um, their hearts are just so pure, so, you know, loving and, and they just want to be with you. And I know that's a huge blessing in their life in my daughter's lives to have a strong father figure that, you know, just really affirms them, affirms that they're a child of God, like you say, but 
that they are beautiful, that they're loved, yeah. Um, yeah. and that that they're respected. And we yeah. want, you know, anyone. The that world, comes the along, world wants them to know to think like looks are number one, and yeah. uh, if you're really good at this sport or that, or what college you're going to go to, or what um, what you wear, or, you know, what car you drive, but like having that faith and that foundation, we know that 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 stuff is all goes down the totem pole, you know, mm -hmm. and it's, you know, obviously again, like you want to put your best foot forward and, you know, try to be the best athlete you can be if, if that's what you want to do. But we know that faith is number one. That's, mm -hmm. that's right. So let's move to your transition. You just recently retired, like literally in January of this year or last June. Okay. Yeah. 20, yep. Yeah, 2021. Okay. Uh, Wikipedia might have it wrong. They said you retired in January of 2022. So I don't know if there was like an official announcement at that time, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. I kind of came a little later. Yeah. yeah. Officially. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, one of my coaches too, just a funny side note on retiring. Uh, he said, unless you have a, pr a press conference, you just quit. Yeah. So like the, the big guys, the guys that everybody takes notice. I mean, yeah, you know, they're the ones that sure. retire. You just for sure. You just quit playing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. No one really knew or cared. It's just, yeah, I just quit. <laughs> and I'm not saying you, I'm, I'm, I'm including me in that group too. I didn't. Oh, no, I'm in that group. <laughs> okay. I'm in that group for sure. <laughs> well, uh, let's talk about transition beyond the game because, you know, hockey's a big part of your life. Um, you know, you played ball through college, high school, college, you went into your pro career and now here you sit, you know, kind of, uh, maybe not quite the middle of your life, but certainly with a lot left. Um, yeah. what do you want to do? How do you, how's, how's the transition been and, and what do you want to do with it? Yeah, the transition's hard. Um, you know, like we were talking about, like, you know, being an athlete, I was, I was such, you know, you're such like a part-time dad and it, it was so nice to, you know, kind of get to the other side of it and be a full-time dad. Cause all your kids want is your time. Um, and I can you see a personality change in all my girls, just like giving them my time, you know, jumping on the tramp and getting on the floor with them and taking, go to bike rides and just being around and coaching their stuff. Like I was never able to do that when I was an athlete, you know, in NHL, like is you, you needed to eat right and sleep right and focus right and train right and everything kind of just was kind of circled around me and my career and you know who took the brunt of that was my wife and kids which is kind of a bummer but um that was just kind of the nature of it and um now on the other side of it um i i love like taking this last year off and just just being a dad and taking everything off Brit's plate. Uh, you know, I was out in Philly by myself during the COVID year. We played from January to June and I was out there and she was here in Minnesota because it would have been too hard to take the kids out of school and everything. And, um, she said, like, I totally get why Britney Spears buzzed her head. You know, <laughs> I was like, Oh my gosh, like don't buzz your head. Like, and she's like, Nate, all I want to do is go to uh, target and walk target by myself with a Starbucks in my hand. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, so I get the picture. Like all I want to do is get back home and take everything off her plate, you know, drive them to school, pick them up, you know, just do all that kind of stuff like that parents can do. And, mm -hmm. um, but now, now I just, uh, so I took this last year off and now just, you know, kind of been laying in bed, talking a lot with my wife and, you know, trying to figure out what the next chapter looks like. I, you know, tried to, 
you know, somewhat stay involved in hockey, but um, that's kind of hard. It, it's, it involves moving. You know, if you want to be a coach, you got to, you know, there's a, a lot of things with that. And then, you know, if you're player development, you're, you're gone a lot, or if you're a scout, you're gone a lot. So um, I don't know. I almost feel like God was telling me like that. That's probably not the best route for me to take right now with having four young kids. So um, if, if I'm going to close that door, um, I, I want to get into, you know, you know, I, I just, you know, accepted an opportunity with this company called True North and um, just a, a group of Christian men that all kind of share my um, views and faith and alignment and um, moral compass. And um, so that 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 was so important for me is like, if I'm going to leave hockey, I want to go do it with people that I want to be around and I can be myself and I can, you know, you know, be a a, 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 a man of faith and not afraid of it that yeah i'm kind of thinking uh and correct me if i'm wrong but in the same way that we were talking about the passions that live within us naturally about giving back and and getting involved with charities you know we have those uh same desires maybe in our heart for professional career and um i, I think there's things that that god puts within us that maybe equip and prepare us for whatever we're going to do beyond the game too would you agree yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I got done last year, so I was 30, you know, I'm 36 and I, I, it's hard to, you know, figure out, okay, what am I going to do for the next, you know, 15 years or whatever it's going to 20 years. And, um, you know, I think the Lord just kind of placed it on my heart. Like he made all my decisions through my career fairly easy like mm -hmm. he you know through free agency he'd close the door and he would open it up and a, a different one and um i almost feel like i have that sense right now where he's closing that hockey door and he's opening it to you know you know the business door and um and i i, I just love that it's a it's a the the leader of true north is this guy named brian slipka he's he's a very giving man it's all about how much is he's not evaluating his company on how much he can make and you know bring in in such a short time it's all about how much he can give um he's a he's a he's a big giver and i love that he's got such a heart for that and um it, it just made me realize like okay this is super important um for me to you know reach out to him more and try to see if there's an opportunity within that company and um so it just so happened there was and um, I'm starting up in a couple of weeks. So I'm excited for that new, new chapter in my life. I mean, it's different. Like I'm nervous and stressed and excited all at once just because like, you know, all I've ever known is hockey. You know, you, you, you play one sport for, I mean, I played other sports, but like there's my career for, you know, 35 years. And, um, now it's, you know, on to the next thing. And you're also podcasting, correct? Yeah. 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 So yeah, yeah. That's the other thing. Just kind of, a side gig that you know i i thought of probably a year ago um for one like the minnesota wild really doesn't have an alumni program and two i knew that transition from sports whether it's your baseball football hockey doesn't really matter transition from that sport is pretty hard so let's let's talk to people about it let's let's hear what people are doing whether you made a hundred thousand dollars in your career or you made a hundred million you know you, you still want to find something that that makes you excited to wake up the next day. And, um, and, uh, it's, 
it's it's been fun doing so i've been just kind of you know we're 15 episodes in or something and just kind of reaching out to my old buddies and having them on and talking about you know what you know your identity was in hockey for all these years what is it now you know type stuff that's awesome well i look forward to maybe listening to a couple of those yeah, episodes. yeah it's called the the pros box pros box all right i'll check it out and i'm guessing i want to check it out you can get that on spotify or apple wherever you get yeah podcasts. apple or spotify wherever wherever you get cool. podcasts yeah yeah so yeah that was there's a kind of an inside joke with the pros box uh I, uh, yeah, I played in the NHL for eight years and I, I spent a lot of time in the press box. Um, so I, I played probably 360 NHL games, but I probably was in the press box for 300 of them. Just every NHL team had an extra defenseman or an extra forward or two that, you know, was just kind of had to watch the game from up above. And um, so I, it was kind of my second home. So I, I renamed the press box, the press box for a lot of years. And so I thought, of, you know, thought of the name would kind of, be stupid and funny i love it i love it <laughs> so last question here um as we talk about legacy about how you want to be remembered um i often ask athletes this because you know sometimes it's a little bit um of a reality check to look yourself up google yourself and see what's written and um yeah. you know at the end of our life we will be reduced to an obituary um yeah. but i ask guys a lot we're all I, on I, a timeline that's right. Exactly. Yeah. All about the dash. Yeah. <laughs> but I would, I would ask you, what do you hope to leave behind? What do you hope your legacy reads? Yeah. I, I mean, I've talked to a lot of hockey guys about this too, is like, I don't want my gravestone to say Nate Prosser, the good hockey player, uh, the good defenseman, the good penalty killer, the good shot blocker, the the tough, mean the hockey defenseman. I want to say Nate Prosser, the, the man of faith, the, the good father, the good husband, the good teammate, always positive, um, the good brother, the good, you know, and, and like, I, it didn't matter if our team was on a five game losing streak or a eight game winning streak. I want them to see Nate Prosser coming in with a smile on his face, whistling, like, you know, having that joy and mm. that positive light kind of just beaming from him. And, and I, I feel like I was really I was able to do that because obviously my faith and, 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 and it was, it wasn't me. It was Jesus living within me. That was able to kind of, that light was able to kind of come out. And, um, I, I you know, I've had a, a few guys reach out, um, over the past, you know, year, couple of years, um, just kind of, you know, asking how I was able to, you know, stay, almost even keeled through a lot of those years because there's a lot of stresses and frustrations and angers through, you know, a career and, um, guys were able to kind of see that I was always positive and, um, well, obviously light goes on. Like this is my time to, you know, explain my, my, my faith and how I was able to, you know, stay like that. It was because of my, my Lord and savior. And, um, and so it, it's been pretty cool. It's, you know, that I was able to plant seeds, you know, in every locker room I was, I was in and people knew that I was a Christian and, you know, now, you know, guys reaching back out to me. And so, yeah, I mean, just to answer the question is just, you know, I, I want to be known as that, 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 that light that, um, was, was enthusiastic and funny and humble and kind. And, um, I was that positive light in the locker room. 
Well, and actually one of the things it says on your Wikipedia page is that Nate is a devout Christian. So oh, that's okay. cool when even Wikipedia picks up on it. Yeah. I wonder how they, they found that. Out. I, I mean, I, I don't think, you know, you can ask any, any of my old teammates. I think they all knew I was a Christian. You know, I, I, I wasn't afraid to tell people that I was, and, you know, the, going back to hockey, it was a dark world. Um, you know, I remember telling a story and on the bus ride one time I was first year pro driving from Houston to Oklahoma city. And it must've been around Easter or something because I was, you know, talking about Easter and what it meant to me and telling the story of Jesus. And, um, you know, all of a sudden I had probably eight or 10 guys listening and just kind of telling the story of just Jesus and how, you know, God sent his son down to be human, you know, walked the earth just like we are and died on a cross for our sins, died for each and every one of us, just kind of went around the bus and pointed to everybody and everyone's jaws were on the floor and just like, they didn't, they didn't know the story of Jesus, you know, and mm. they, you know, just, that's kind of the, the nature of hockey in itself is this, you know, every, every kid kind of grew up and they had, they had tournaments on the weekend, so we can't go to church. So there's, there was never a foundation in their life. So I, I feel like God was putting me, um, at this level and in these locker rooms to, to, to plant the seeds and let his light kind of just take off from there. And, you know, if, if there was opportunities for me to, you know, pray with a guy or do a Bible study with a guy, like I was, I was like, wow, all right, the Lord's working here. Well, no doubt you've been faithful with the work he's put in front of you, and I'm sure there will be many more opportunities for you to do the same for his glory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to more opportunities where, where you know, the light bulb kind of goes off, and you know, for somebody, and okay, yeah, now is my time to you know step up. Nate, thank you for being a man of God, for sharing with us today, for leading your family well. And I really appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks, Scott. Thanks so much. And yeah, love our friendship. And thanks for having me on. Thank you for listening to today's edition of Get In The Game Podcast, part of the Sports Spectrum Podcast Network. Check out sportspectrum.com for more content. And while you're there, consider subscribing to our Sports Spectrum magazine. It makes a great gift and is perfect for the sports fan who loves Jesus. You can subscribe today at sportspectrum.com. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time on Get In The Game.